Hi, Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. Starting my summer break, I can't even tell you all how happy I am to be spending my first day off where I don't have to go into school. It's Friday. We had graduation last night. Got to see some of my favorite kids that I've had in my teaching career walk the stage, which was incredibly rewarding. Uh, I teach mostly freshmen, so I got to kind of keep track of them as they go on through their high school career. And it's neat to see them. You know, they start off with me. They're basically little kids. The majority of them are still acting like eighth graders. And to see them actually walk the stage as young adults, many of them with college acceptances already, one of them going into the military, just really, really satisfying. So I'm on a high this morning as far as being in a good mood and uh, figured nothing better to kick it off than getting a podcast done for Saturday. The good news is now that I'm off, I will be more respondent to um, messages. It's been very, very difficult keeping up. With the various social media groups, I looked into Instagram the other day. And now when I sign up for Instagram, I'm just going to sound like an old person here. I thought you just kind of throw pictures up and people just kind of like like them or whatever. I didn't realize there was a correspondence part to it. I'm a ding-dong. So th- th- when I started my Instagram account, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'll throw some pictures up because my phone is absolutely full of tarantula pictures and photos. And I figured it would be a neat place to kind of create a little gallery so I can show people. Because what will happen is somebody will go, oh, tarantulas are disgusting. They're just big brown spiders. And I can whip out Instagram and go, no. No, 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 look at these. Um, but the other day I came on and there were a bunch of messages that I didn't see that people were trying to contact me, which caused a lot of anxiety because I felt bad. Some of them were there for a while. Some of them were time sensitive. So please keep in mind that um, if, if you message me on Instagram, it may take me a little while to get back and uh, back to you. Also, Facebook messages have been piling up. It's, it happens every year at this time. Unfortunately, it's when my busy season at school starts. Uh, it's, you know, the final stretch. And this is when the weather heats up and everybody's out there buying tarantulas, so there's a lot of questions. So I'm trying to keep up best I can, but now I'm off. I should be able to keep up better. I have a bunch of summer projects I'm working on and breaking out the book that I started two years ago. Still going to work on that. I'm going to try to finish it this summer. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to get a lot more videos done. My goal is to do two a week. And the podcast, it won't be so seat of my pants now because I will be able to sit down and do a bunch of them at one time. Now, as off is the case, I sat down this morning to do one-on-one subject and I got an email that kind of made me rethink what I was going to do this morning. So, Basically, emails from somebody named Gina. I don't want to use her last name because I haven't heard back yet from her and I, I didn't ask permission to do this, but I, I figure it's okay. And people, she said she listens to the podcast. So, hello, Gina. I hope you hear this one. Uh, Gina would like to get a tarantula, and this is a theme that I haven't tackled yet because I it's one of the ones I don't know if I have the answer for it. I have some ideas. I'm hoping other people will chime in afterwards. We can get a good discussion going, and you'll see what it's about in just a moment here. But Gina would like to get a tarantula. She's about to move out with her boyfriend, and unfortunately, he's not down with it. He does not get why she wants a tarantula. When she brings it up to him, he reacts in disgust and questions why she would want a spider when she clearly has not liked spiders in the past, and this is a common one. They're about to get their own place, and she would like to get one. He's not down with it yet, and she wants to know how to convince her, and I get... Over the years, I've gotten a lot of emails and correspondence asking me, how do you go about convincing a boyfriend, a fiancé, girlfriend, a husband, whatever it may be, whatever your significant other is, how do you convince them 
that it's okay to give a tarantula when they are either arachnophobic or just don't like tarantulas. And let's call it as it is, and we talk about we talk about this a lot in the podcast. The fact that most people think we're crazy for keeping these. The nice thing about social media being the way it is now with YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and everything, we can create our own little community of people that get it, that understand why we keep these. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to break out the Instagram. I said the Instagram to show people pictures to prove that they're not just all big and brown and whatever. We we kind of have our own little support system. You know where to go if you want to talk about tarantulas. It's one of the reasons I started doing the whole Tom's Big Spiders thing is because poor Billy was sitting there listening to all of my tarantula talk all the time. We'd go on these long walks. It's all I talked about. So I figured it would be an outlet and I honestly didn't think anybody was going to read it but at that time it was just a way for me to I enjoy writing to express myself and talk about these guys and then when people started like asking questions and responding and commenting on them it was great because I got actually got to chat with people about it and that's the one thing I kind of miss is that you know several years down the road some of the people I used to just sit there and chat with forever I don't have as much time to do because I'm answering a lot of questions but that's what we do when we're in this hobby we find people through social media through forums and uh, Facebook groups comments on YouTube, things of that nature, we get to talk about and get it out of our system. But for some people just getting into the hobby, they don't have that support system yet. And what they do have is a spouse that is completely confused as to why you would want to keep a giant spider. And I get that. I truly do. I've been into the creepy crawly things for my entire life. I explained in an earlier story how when I was home with my parents, the two animals that I absolutely was dying to have. Now, we, we had a farm. We had goats, sheep, cows a given time, chickens, rabbits. We kept all kinds of animals. But the animals I really wanted as pets because we really didn't have – all the animals on our farm were commodities. We didn't have, like, pets. The ones I really wanted was I wanted a snake and I wanted a tarantula. And my mom absolutely put her foot down, would not allow us, allow them in the house. She was just, it wasn't even up for discussion. Now, my mom was great, and she she was open to a lot of things. I knew when my mom put her foot down, that was it. And this is when she put her foot down with. So that's where my obsession with these started, because for years, I would just, my some of my friends had snakes. I'd seen tarantulas, and I really wanted them. But that was a woman who would not be convinced. And... I think when starting this topic, it's important to understand that a lot of this goes beyond just, I want a tarantula. It's about relationships. It's what are what is your relationship like? How close are you? Um, I don't want this to turn in Tom's Big Spider's dating and relationship advice. That's not my thing. That's not my forte. But unfortunately, I don't think you can adequately address this topic without at least conceding that the strength of your relationship and how close you are to the person you're trying to convince is going to have a lot to do with how successful you are. And I use this as an example. I, I tried desperately to find this email, but there are so many of them in my box. But it was it was funny and horrifying at the same time. A guy contacted me, said uh, he'd been reading some of my blog. This is back when I was only doing the blog. I'd been reading some of my articles, thanks so much, and, and basically said that he had a girlfriend that they had moved in together fairly recently and he wanted to get tarantulas and he was wondering how to convince her so i was like all right uh, i don't know it's, it's not something i really had to do before it, basically you want to try to get her interested you know show her what you're looking at whatever so i hear from him like two weeks later and uh i can't really say exactly what he said he's like yep yeah, i tried to get to it she didn't want it so i curbed the and he used a, a derogatory word toward a woman so it's not where i thought that this one was going but basically he dumped her and he goes, so I don't have the girl anymore. Rent's a little higher because she's not paying it with me, but I have a bunch of tarantulas now. And that was his solution. So I have a funny feeling that 
in that instance, the relationship probably wasn't particularly strong to begin with. Uh, I don't think I would ever let go of somebody I really cared about over a bug, especially that quickly. This wasn't a lot of time hadn't gone by. This wasn't like he was working on it for months and finally said, hey, this isn't going to work. It was more like, hey, I'm getting tarantulas. No, okay, get out. And that was it. So that was a situation where it didn't work really well. And I remember emailing back like, oh, no, 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 that wasn't what I was saying at all. And he's like, no, no, it's much better off now. I'm much happier. I have the bugs and I don't have to listen to her, which was – I backed out of that one. That was the end of that conversation. Good luck, and I'm done. But that's a bad situation with it. I think with a lot of people, there are ways to go about it. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a lot to draw on as far as my own experience because Billy and I started dating when we were 18. We moved out together, and basically the conversation, uh, if you want to know how I convinced her, went kind of like this. Hey, I'm going to get a snake. Okay, cool. And that was pretty much it. And then, hey, I found a tarantula in the bargain news. I'm going to go meet the guy and get it. Oh, sweet. That was basically it. She didn't take any convention. She's always kind of like the animals too. I don't think she has the same – although eh, over the years she's definitely developed it. But it was it was definitely my hobby, but she's always been fascinated by it and not just a cursory, oh, yeah, he's got bugs. She she learns about him. She knew about him. She's helped me do things. Obviously, she does the camera with the tarantula thing. So it was never an issue for me. I never had to do any hardcore explaining. For the most part, it, it's she leaves me to my own devices and doesn't, you know – control what I buy or doesn't, you know, give me a hard time. Occasionally, there's a couple videos out there where I was getting up to around like 100 or so, and I kept saying that I was done buying tarantulas, and there's a video out there where they, I think I told her I got three, and I might have gotten like eight or something, but it was it was an honest mistake, but it, we kind of laughed about it. There was no big deal. So for me personally, it's never been an issue. However, I just literally within the last month heard from two different people that were in the predicament where they were trying to convince somebody. In one case, the I believe it was the husband or the girl, it might have been the girlfriend of, of this woman basically said, you can have one, but you got to keep it in the garage. And she was trying to figure out how to temperature regulate her garage. And if I got this one right, and I apologize if you're listening, I try to go back and find these. And I have messages in like five different things, so I can never seem to find the ones because I'd love to directly reference them so I get everything right. But if I remember correctly, the girlfriend got actually interested in them, and now she's got them in the house, and the girlfriend's looking to get one. So that's like your perfect situation. And then there was another situation where a woman, this was not too long ago, a woman was trying to convince her husband to get some, and he's like, I don't get it, I don't like them. Next thing you know, it, they're both shopping online for tarantulas. He's found species that he wants to keep, she's keeping species, and it's like a family hobby now. And those are the ideal situations. But how do you get to that point? I think first and foremost, the trick is to get the other person somewhat interested in what you're doing. And here's the deal. Having been in a relationship for many, 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 many years, I think part of what makes it work is when, you know, you're going to each have your own hobbies. You're each going to have your own things that you enjoy doing. You're not always going to do all the same things. You're not always going to like the same music, movies or music, it, but you want to be able to show legitimate interest in your partner's enthusiasm at something. So if your partner is suddenly decided they love polka music, you may hate polka music, but if they're passionate about it, you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to hear about it. I hate that crap. You want to be able to support them. Go, oh, yeah, you know, not my cup of tea, but yeah, oh, I get what you're saying. That's exciting. Oh, you found that album. That's great. Oh, yeah, please turn it down. I'm trying to work. No, I'm just kidding. But I think there is a point where you have to be able to be supportive of each other's hobbies, whether you enjoy them yourself or not. Ideally, I think in some situations, if 
you if a loved one ends up like really getting interested in it, you can find something like in the situation I talked about with the couple earlier where both of you get into the same hobby and that's even better. But I have things that I'm into that Billy's not totally into. Billy has things that she's into that I'm not totally into, but we both hear each other out and listen to each other and support each other with them. And I think that's incredibly important if you're going to convince the other person to allow them into your home. And this is why, because I think the people that I've talked to that have been successful in convincing you know, a loved one, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it may be, husband, wife, to allow these into their home when they initially were against them are the ones that just were incredibly interested and spread that interest. So the trick is, one of the things I always encourage people to do, and this helps perfectly, is before you buy your first spider, you should be doing research. And the people that I talk to that do it right spend a lot of time researching. We're talking months of looking things up, watching videos, talking to keepers, figuring out what constitutes good information is a big one right off the bat. And you want to make sure that you're not only putting your time in so that you understand what you're doing before you get into, but if you have a spouse or a loved one, this is some time that you can use to try to convince them. And the trick is, like, when I first started getting heavy into tarantulas, and again, it wasn't, I'm not going to try to lie and say it was difficult getting Billy on board. She was just as fascinated as I am, I think. But there was a lot of time of me looking things up, looking species up. Hey, look at this one. Look at the, the common name of this one. This one has the same common name as that one. Oh, look at these. These guys are, uh, I think, Pocalotheria species, and they're gorgeous, and they call them parachute spiders. And I would just basically try to involve her in the work I was doing, trying to learn about them. Hey, this species here apparently dies because people are keeping and it's super moist. That was the uh, at the time of Viculari Versicolor. Things of that nature. So you want to try to try to pull them in while you're doing your research. And I will tell you, in a lot of cases, people become very, very interested in what's going on. They you almost can't help it. And I found it even just talking to people about tarantulas while a dog clicks in the background, because that's what we do here. Um, even talking to people about tarantulas, I get looked at like I'm a nut job when people find out. I was at a meeting the other day and somebody's like, oh, uh, yeah, Tom's only got a house full of tarantulas. I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. And it just immediately, it doesn't matter how professional you just came across, people look at you like you you keep people in your basement or something. It's just immediate. But it quickly turned into a very good discussion about tarantulas. These people went from you're weird to fascinated in a matter of maybe five minutes. And it doesn't always go this way. But that's the same type of technique you want to use with a loved one. There is a stigma attached to these animals. People are terrified when I, I've said it a million times. I came from a place where I was arachnophobic. I was always fascinated by them. But they terrified me. So it's tough to convince people to break down that barrier and convince them that these animals are worth attention. They are worth keeping. They're fascinating. They're not going to escape. I think that's a big one. Uh, convincing people that if you keep these, they're not gonna, you're not going to wake up in the middle of the night with a tarantula on your face. That's a, a big one. But I think part of that is if you're with somebody that hopefully – I mean if you're in a relationship where you're moving in together, ideally you guys – are close enough that you're supporting each other's hobbies and habits. I mean, if you that's that's a big step. You can sit there, I can play video games all day long and date somebody and they'd never have to know that I spend my whole day playing video games. But as soon as you move in together, now it's like everything you do is right out there in the open. Oh, this is what you do all day long when we're not, you know, hanging out, you're playing video games. So you would like to think that if you're at that point where you're moving out, a lot of stuff's going to be out in the open. 
getting them interested at this point is crucial. Bringing them over while you're doing research. They're going to be annoyed at first. You know, you got to get them at the right time. But hey, honey, come over here for a minute. Check this out. So I was looking at this spider. This one's blue. And I'll tell you, the blue ones are the key. Everybody loves the blue spiders. I can't tell you how many people that have had a hard time getting spouses or loved ones on board with getting tarantulas have turned around and showed one of the blue ones. And that's the one that's like, oh, it's it's horrifying, but my God, it's beautiful. And that kind of breaks down the wall. So starting off showing some of the different species, you never know. It, there are so many different colorations and patterns, and people are very, you know, especially when spiders are concerned, there's a visual component to it where if they see something that looks pretty, they start to overlook the fact that it's a big hairy spider. And I've seen this many times myself where I've shown photos. People will look at something and go, oh, that that's real? That's a... That's a spider? I mean, I, I I hate to use the word pretty, but it's actually pretty for a spider. That's what you want to break down the barrier. You have to break down that fear they have, that innate fear, that irrational, often irrational fear they have of it. So involving your loved one in the hobby right from the beginning while you're doing your research, heck, while you're watching videos. Uh, I've had people that I know uh, – that have watched my videos and I'll tell you the biggest compliment I get is when people will be like, well, I was trying to convince my mom to let me get a tarantula. She said no. And then we watched some of your videos and now she's going to let me get one. That makes my day because that means I'm doing what I'm trying to do. I'm educating. I'm, I'm breaking down that barrier and there's no bigger compliment as far as I'm concerned. Somebody was just emailed the other day and said that they were watching with their spouse, uh, my videos, Petco, who's amazing, obviously dark den, and that helped break down that barrier to allow the mate to finally turn around and go, all right, we can try, we can get one of these guys. So that's a great way to do it. And you can't, with the disgust with tarantulas, there is almost always that underlying fascination. Even some of the most arachnophobic people I've t- spoken to are somewhat fascinated beneath it. So the trick is to get them interested, to break down the barrier, to start making them become a little more on the fascinated side and a little less of the horrified side when dealing with an arachnophobe. Because those are honestly going to be the most difficult to convince. Somebody that has a irrational fear of tarantulas, and I've come from that, will not understand why the heck you'd want to keep one of those in the house. I mean, they're just going to look at you like, all right, what is your biggest fear? You're afraid of clowns. All right, so I would like to bring in a giant clown and keep it in the corner. It just doesn't make any sense of why would you want to keep something like that? So you have to start working on breaking down that fear and getting them to feel more comfortable about it. Videos are huge, I think, and a lot of people will refuse. Like my mother will not even look at pictures of tarantulas. I've been working on it for years. I mean, I'm on I've been out of the house a long, long time, so it's not like I'm sitting there all the time doing this to her. But like, I'll send her text sometimes. I'm like, hey, I want to show you something. I nope, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it when she comes over my house. Like we keep her away from the tarantula room. It's very. She's a hardcore arachnophobe, and I think. Quite frankly, love my mom, but she has that fixed mindset where she doesn't want to change. She won't listen to me in that you can get over it. The trick is to be exposed here and there. She doesn't want to. And and that you are going to run into people like that. And in that case, if you're married, you're kind of in a spot because if you can't get them to concede that you're going to have one, is it really worth getting a divorce over? I would hope that if the relationship is good, it's not 
worth it. You can continue. I mean, there's unless you're really old, there's no limit to the amount of time you can spend. You can just keep plugging away and looking at pictures and watching videos. But I do think videos can be a huge part of it. I've heard a lot of people say they bring, you know, they watch the videos online and they watch them on their TV now. The nice thing is now like YouTube, I can throw it right up on my TV and it's, it looks gorgeous. And their spouses are kind of tricked into being exposed to this stuff. So like, oh, what do you want? Oh, you're watching those spider videos again what is wrong with you but next thing you know what they're sitting down watching it was like my dad in the in the 80s and 90s when i went used to listen to some rap and my dad would come in like what are you watching this stuff for because it would be on mtv and next thing you know what my dad's sitting there bobbing his head watching you know an nwa video was amazing and he's not that type of guy to like that kind of music so a lot of it is just you trick them into kind of becoming more open to it they you they see videos they see uh, showing them housing videos is incredibly important and please don't show them housing videos where the spider goes scrambling all over the room not the right thing to do you want to show them ones where the spider goes quickly into the cage without any escapes or mishaps or unnecessary drama it's important that you show them videos that are going to build confidence because the number one issue people have that don't want spiders in their home whether because they're arachnophobic or they just don't want spiders in their home is the fear of escape. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, aren't you afraid it's going to escape? Aren't you afraid you're going to wake up with a big spider on your face? Aren't you afraid the dog's going to get her? It's going to get your kids. So showing them things that they can be kept secure, that they are not as nasty as people think. So again, if you're out on YouTube watching my, my vicious OBT attacks, that's the wrong way to go at it. Watch educational videos, watch good videos where people obviously have experience, know how to take care of the animals, know how to get them from one place to another without any incidences, and people that are calm. You don't want to be showing the exploitive videos where people are letting the spiders climb all around and freak out. That's not going to do any good. Find people that obviously know what they're doing. They're calm. They have their husbandry down, and there are many of them out there. I belong to a Facebook group that's all YouTube hobbyists that do the tarantula videos and such. I believe it also includes reptiles and snakes now, but there are a lot of great people out there. But find ones that are going to set a positive example for the hobby that are going to serve to calm any fears that they may have, not amplify them. And I could literally do a montage of videos that would do nothing but amplify somebody's fears that doesn't want a tarantula in their house. And you don't want that. So videos is a great place to start while doing your research. I mean, I'm assuming, and I'm just looking at my own relationship for an example, but I'm assuming that when you're into a hobby, you talk to your spouse about it. I'd like to think that when people are in a relationship, you're going to share whether you like, you know, if you're, you're into running, like, hey, I did, you know, improved on my miles. Hey, oh, honey, that's great. I don't do a lot of running. That's the best I can do. Sorry. But it's something that you're going to share. Like my poor wife, Billy, has to listen all the time to me talk about the tarantulas. I love movies. I love my brother and I can go on and on and on talking about horror movies and stuff. Huge fans of movies. And she has to listen to my metal. I'm a huge heavy metal fan, love finding new bands, and I'm constantly like looking up new music and sharing it with her. And my God, she's a saint because she seems so interested, even though I know sometimes she's like, my gosh, I'm sick of hearing this. But that's what it's about. That's where when you're having your walks, when you're having your you know chat over dinner, whatever's going on, like, hey, I was reading an interesting article today about tarantulas, and start explaining some of the information. The very least, hopefully they'll start to take an interest. And I think a lot of cases they do. There's a lot of interesting literature out there, articles you can read, things about tarantulas, even starting off with just talking about some of the myths. Hey, honey, did you... 
did you know that they're they're not all brown? There's there's blue ones, and then get them hooked on the blue ones. Or oh, you know how people say they can jump? Well, really, it's only the arboreal ones. Oh, what's an arboreal? Well, an arboreal spider is one that lives in the trees. Oh no no, don't worry, we won't have any in the trees around here. They're not going to get out. Things of that nature. Just trying to get the person engaged, and it can't be a desperate attempt. And I think where people go wrong, in my opinion, not it's it's not always going to work, but where people go wrong are the cases where they they get so excited about tarantulas. Now, for me, it was easy. I turned around to my wife. We'd had one for many, many years. And I turned around and went, I'm getting a bunch more tarantulas. And she was like, cool, what are you getting? But for people that get into the hobby and start doing the research, there comes a point where they can't wait to get them. And I think knowing that the person is not going to let them at that moment causes them to freak out and they jump the gun. So instead of basically going, all right, you know what? I will get a tarantula, but it's going to be in due time. I'm going to have to convince the other person first. They start with, I'm going to get a tarantula, whether you like it or not. Or, honey, can I get a tarantula now? Honey, is it okay? Can I get a tarantula now? And basically start hounding them from the get-go, which isn't the way to start. If you're looking at these guys and you've come to the point where you're like, I need to have one. I want to get one of these. I can't wait. I think the trick is to not rush it mention that you'd like to get a tarantula. If you know your spouse, you probably know what their reaction is going to be anyway. If you know they don't like them, then you know you have an uphill battle, and then we got to plan accordingly. But mention it for, you know, hey, I'm thinking about it. I've been doing a lot of research, and hopefully they know you've been doing a lot of research. But Or, hey, I, I'm interested in getting a tarantula. I'm going to do some research on them. Um, you're not going to have a tarantula in my house. Oh, they're not that bad. And then start it there. But go, okay, well, I understand. No, most people don't like them. They're creepy. I get it. But I'm kind of interested and I'm doing some research on it. And then continue to share this with them. As you learn new things, bring them into it. It, Maybe they don't want to hear about it at first. Most people find these animals incredibly fascinating once they start to learn about them. And that's what you want to latch on to. So take your time. Don't put down, you know, don't throw down the gauntlet and go, all right, this is it. I'm getting a tarantula and that does it. That's not going to help anybody. They are going to be resistant to it. If you manage, I had one guy that actually was hiding them from his wife, which I never did find out how this one turned out, but he actually had a, a spare bedroom and he was hiding them in the closet of the spare bedroom. And I'm like, this is not going to turn out well because you can't have animals in your home without everybody in there being aware. That's just dangerous. And I tried to say, hey, that's not a good idea. He's like, oh, no, she'll never go in there. We're fine. Again, wish I knew how it turned out in the end, but I don't. So I think that the best thing you can do if you know your spouse isn't going to allow them or doesn't want them or is going to is going to resist you getting them is to not set a date for it. Don't be so eager to get one in there that you're going to cause complications in your relationship. It's not worth it. As much as I love animals, you you have to have the person at least on board to a point. So the trick is, for the people that that it works for, is to just take some time. Do your research. Take notes. They are going to, I mean, if they love you, I would like to think they're eventually going to start showing some interest. And usually it doesn't take too long to break down that fear and have them get a, just interested enough to do the, hey, you know what, all right, we'll try one, but if it gets out, you're in trouble. That's usually the one I usually hear. If you, yep, honey, you can get one. Yep, you can get that little Bialba Pelosum you're eyeing, but if it gets out at some point, I'm, we're gonna be up, I'm going to be upset and you're going to be in trouble. You also, a little uh, hint, might want to avoid anything that talks about how addictive the hobby is for 
many just getting one tarantula in the house is going to be a huge step. And I think in a lot of my videos, I joke about how addictive the hobby is and how many I have. And I know I had one young lady contact me. She was getting her boyfriend, trying to get her boyfriend to allow her to have tarantulas in their apartment. And they were watching my videos, which was great. But then I guess in one of my videos, I referred to how addictive the hobby is and how I went from like one to 30 in a few months. And the guy's like, hell no, not going to happen. This is going to happen to you. I know how you are. And it, it actually added a little contention to it because then he was just ready to consider having one tarantula. And now he's hearing that a lot of people that get into it end up with a hundred and that freaked him totally out. So you want to, you don't want to be sneaky about it. That's obviously not what I'm encouraged, but you want to be careful with what you show and what you talk about and what you put forward. So I would encourage anybody that's trying to get a mate to allow them to have one to, again, get them involved in the research, get them just involved in your interest in it. Don't throw down, I'm going to get one. I'm going to, hey, I would love to get one, but then just spend some time teaching them about it. And then when you get them to start softening up a little bit, they're showing a little more interest, find that one species you want to get. So as our original example started with B. albopelosum, that's a fantastic one. And there are plenty of videos out there. You know, I hate to say it. I don't encourage handling. I know this is going to bring up some questions. And I will, I, maybe in the next one of these, I'll talk about handling. I, it's, I'm not dead set against it. But this might be a spot where showing some people handling it and not getting bit might work to your advantage. You're like, oh, look at They're so fluffy and cuddly with their curly hairs. And they're just sitting in their hand doing nothing. But pick one species. Don't go all out and looking at a bunch of different ones. You definitely shouldn't be looking at old worlds at this point. That's going to scare people off. But talk about the new worlds. Talk about their reluctance to bite. Talk about the fact that they kick hairs that are irritating. But most of them, you know, if they're kept right, you won't have too many issues with that. And then just get them interested in that one species. Like, oh man, really? Look at how cute they are. Check this video out here. He's holding it. And try to get them in that way. Don't go for broke and start talking about a, a bunch of different ones. Pick a species and start from there. And I found that, again, majority, actually the majority of people I've talked to that have had success have started off with a bee elbow or I believe somebody had a uh, poker piece, a Gramasola poker piece. But you want to get them interested and then get them to open up and then get one of them in your house and spend some time. Usually once they get in the house, it's fine. I've, I've luckily the only bad instance I've ever heard and it was terrible. was a kid brought one in the house and the father, stepfather said that if this thing gets out, I'm going to kill it. Well, the little sister or somebody opened up the cage, the spider got out and the guy killed the spider. It was absolutely terrible. And, and in the moment, I'll talk a little bit about if their kids are listening to, I don't think a lot of kids are listening to the podcast, but if you're a kid wondering how to get your parents to let you get one, we'll talk about that in a second. But I think the key to all of this is education. That means, you know, obviously coming from a teacher, but I truly believe that's why I got into doing all this. When you start educating people on them, you break down, you get rid of some of those myths, you burn away the myths, you strip it down, and basically what's left is an animal. And, and when you can get them to start looking at them, not as ew, spiders, ew, bugs, but as actually interesting animals, that's when you're going to have success. Now, in the case we started with in the beginning with um, Gina, it sounds like he's not dead set against it. This is a perfect, don't rush it. You guys are just moving out together. That's a huge huge thing unto itself. Gosh, I remember Billy and I, our first apartment, granted we did jump right into getting exotic animals, but she was 100% on board. But that's going to that's gonna take some acclimation. That's going to get place set up, you know, get used to being out on your own, have some fun with it. And then as things start settling down, 
start talking a little more about it and trying to get them to warm up to it. So I think, uh, Gene, yours is a unique situation that you guys are just moving out together. Actually, it's not that unique. I've had a couple that that's the big trigger. I've had one where somebody kept them in their room. They were moving out together. They wanted to bring them. The guy's like, heck no. So it happens a lot, but I think it's going to take, at least you don't have one that you're bringing with you that you have to worry about. And I think it's just going to take some time to kind of warm him up to it and get him to understand that they're not that bad of animals. And I get the reaction. You've never been interested before. You never liked spiders before because it's very difficult for people to understand that. In many people's minds, it's just ridiculous that somebody would want to keep one of these as a pet. So what you want to do is really focus on, and even during the education aspect of it, focus on the fact that they do not escape all the time. It's very easy to keep them contained. The enclosures they take are very small. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to take up a huge space. And I often encourage people that, you know, if you have a smaller apartment, I know Billy and I's apartment was absolutely tiny when we first got out. They don't take up a lot of space. You can have a little exotic pet without it taking up a lot of room. They are very easy to take care of. They don't smell. That's a huge thing. It's not like a you know, gerbil or hamster or something like that. And I like those. So please, anybody that has gerbils, hamsters, and those type of animals, guinea pigs, I love them, quite frankly. But you're generally not going to have to worry about the odors and stuff associated with those. They're very, very clean overall. They don't have to be cleaned often. Um, they're just very easy pets to take care of. And start using that fish comparison. That helps a lot of people, believe it or not, when you compare them to kind of exotic fish where they're going to be in a tank where we don't have to take them out if that's something you can talk about the fact and i would encourage you if they're scared of them don't talk about handling they probably don't want to think that that thing's going to be out in your hands or it could possibly escape that way you don't have to handle them they can be treated much like the way you treat exotic fish where they're there to be looked at and not touched that's totally fine and just concentrate on the good aspects of them. they make fantastic pets and wonderful centerpieces if and when you have company. I will tell you, I had a tarantula now for 22 years, and when Billy and I went over, everybody would freak out because I had a pet tarantula. Like, where is it? I'm so scared of it. By the end of the night, we had her out on the table with the cover off, and everybody was asking a million questions about her. It, again, it's that fascination part. So you really have to try to latch on to that to encourage that fascination part and to make it grow so that they'll allow you to have them. And I'll tell you, normally once you get them in the house, next thing you know it, they're they're looking at species they want to get, they're interested in, in many, many cases, you'll be all set. But don't rush it. And I guess we have to talk about the fact that in some cases, there will be a hard no. There will be no dissuading them or, or persuading them to change their mind. In the case of my mother, I, we keep joking because my father is actually interested in them. My dad was a farmer, and he, he's intrigued by the breeding aspect and the fact that people breed and that you can buy these. And she has said flat out no way, which makes for funny jokes between my dad and I. For Father's Day, I sent him a picture of spiders I was supposedly going to give him. My mom intercepted it and freaked out. It's, it makes for a good time. But there are unfortunately going to be cases where the your significant other is just not going to cotton to it no matter what you do. And, and that's – again, I'm not going to turn this into Tom's relationship advice. That's not what I'm here for. But that's a point where you got to try to think what's more important. If you love this person and you guys are moving in together and starting a life together and going to have a family, are you going to let spiders come between you? And uh, that's something I can't really help with. You have to figure that out on your own. And to add to this, for kids looking to get tarantulas – um, basically, you're going to approach it the same way and, and wish you luck, but keep in mind that it is your parents' house, that some parents will never, never change their mind. My mom never did, 
And in which case, you're just going to have to wait until you move out to get them. And I'll tell you, you'll be that much more excited when you finally get yours. When I first brought my, my little rose here, my G. Porteri home, I was ecstatic. We just put her on the dinner table. I opened up the top of her enclosure. I just stared. I was like amazed. So please don't try to sneak them into your house. I've, I've heard many tragic stories of, you know, mothers killing them. Well, in one case, a mom killed them by accident. She freaked out, didn't know it was under the bed. And she didn't mean to kill it, but she killed it. Uh, there was another case where the mother was cleaning the room and broke out some cleaning supplies and probably gassed the thing with bleach or something. Um, there's other cases where they basically tell you, get it out of my house right now. And they have a situation where they're trying to get rid of a spider and they have no place to give it to or ends up at a pet store. Whatever the case, if you have to respect your parents' decisions, uh, even if you don't agree with them. But I have heard instances and I have talked to kids, you know, younger kids who have emailed me after spending time showing, again, showing their parents' videos, showing how it works, um, getting them interested in it. And in a couple instances, the parents became the huge hobbyists. The kids kind of like, yeah, I had one or two, but my mom's now got 10. So again, there is hope. Try to get them interested. Educate them. Go online, read articles, get them hooked, and then try from there. But if your mate or if your parent says no, that's pretty much it. No means no in this instance, and you're kind of out of luck in that respect. I would, quite frankly, for people listening to this that have gone through this and been successful, I'd love to hear how you convince them. Again, I'm not going into this one saying I have all the answers. I don't think there is a specific answer for every instance. I think this is one that you've got to kind of feel out. you got to know the relationship. It, it, it's not just There's not just a Band-Aid for it. Like, here, here you go. Here's the magic words to say to get somebody to let you have a tarantula. I firmly believe that the tips I've detailed in this one are probably the way I'd go about it and I think the best way to go about it. But maybe people have other information out there, things that work for them. To me, this seems like the most logical way to do it. And But again, I haven't had to go through it myself. So if you've gone through your, this yourself or you're listening to this podcast and you have a similar situation that you had to convince either a loved one, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, whatever, or parent – Please chime in with what you did because I think people like reading about this and it gives them ideas on how to approach it. And hopefully, you know, again, a lot of what I do is education, trying to educate people on how to take care of them. But I think it can also be used to convince people that they're not as bad as people think. And that's I do a lot of that in my own personal life when people find out I keep them is trying to convince them that I'm not some weirdo and trying to at least share a little bit of that fascination I have with them and try to get them to understand why I find them so fascinating. That's important. So. If you're listening to this and you have a story to share, please comment on the Facebook. I'll be throwing this up on Facebook. It's the best place to comment, and I'll be keeping up with them more because now I'm off of school. And let us know how you pulled it off. I think a lot of people would like to hear that. And if you couldn't do it, let us know how it turned out. Like, are you still with the person, or how were you able to get over the fact that you weren't able to get tarantulas? Because I think some people are going to run into a situation where they're not going to be able to persuade the person. And they'd be curious to hear how, how you get over that because I have to admit it would be pretty tough. I, I haven't made as far as whenever I introduce a new wacky hobby into the house or something, uh, Billy is incredibly accepting of it. So I have no issues there. But for people that are disappointed, how do you get over that? Like how do you not you know, keep resentment? And I, I'm curious. So I don't know if anybody else is. But anyway, hopefully that covers it and gives uh, everybody a place to start with it. Again, as I open this one up, I said I don't think I particularly have the answer for it. I, I just have some tips. Gina, I do hope. I wish you the best of luck. Hopefully you're able to convince him. It sounds like he's a good dude, and it sounds like he's not totally against it by your email. So 
hopefully you'll be able to convince him you'll have one and who knows maybe he'll get hooked it happens more often than you'd think but i do hope you keep me updated about it and would like to hear about it again thanks so much everybody that took the time to listen hopefully you enjoyed it it still blows my mind that people love these things i get done talking and and i turn off the computer and i go to do the editing and i'm like oh my gosh who's going to want to listen to this so it really does and that isn't just like a me trying to be humble it kind of blows my mind a bit and i'm getting a lot of messages it's been picking up steam we're getting more listeners every week which is awesome and very humbling because i just don't get it but thank you i have the people that are driving the work i appreciate you listening the people that are doing their feedings that's cool as heck so thanks for listening again if you want to check out we've had a first person come over and comment on my videos that found me through the podcast, which is very cool. So I hope to see more people over there. That's kind of interesting that people are finding me through these. I honestly thought everybody was going to find these through my other, you know, the website and the YouTube channel and everything else. So very, very cool. But as usual, I will post this up on Facebook so people can comment beneath it. That's the best spot for you to, you know, comment. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Hopefully some people will come in and comment about how they were able to convince loved ones to allow them to get these animals. Again, check out YouTube, check out my website. That will do it for now. I'm going to go out shopping and buy myself some nice things to start the summer. I get a balloon check and I get to take a little chunk out of it. Billy gives me a little chunk. So I got some new enclosures I want to pick up. I want to go to Target and pick a couple things up and try them. So anyway, thanks so much for listening and we'll catch everybody next time.